Welcome to the Cinescare Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Speak. And I am also one of your hosts, Joe the Alter Boy Jans. And with us as always is the super fan, Mr. Mark Biscati. Damn it, damn it. <laughs> this is this is this is just turning out like I, I was on mute. Yeah, we're on our fourth try here. Hi, hi everybody. And uh, <laughs> fuck. <sighs> so neither Mark or James are here tonight. Um, actually, I'm no, here. James is, I'm here. James is not here tonight. He had to. Uh, he had he had a a screening. He had to go to. Uh, I don't remember. It hopped out. The Meg was elite. The Meg two. The Meg two. Yeah, the Meg two. That's right. He's watching. He's watching Jason uh, Statham on uh, jet ski. Uh, jet ski with a samurai sword battling a giant fucking shark. So it's a I'm documentary, jealous. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Okay. Megs are yeah. what? What? What are they called? Meg Megalorians? Megalodon. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Megan. Megalorians. <laughs> <laughs> Mandalorian, sh- yeah, Megalorian. Yeah, it's a yeah. shark Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you well, know what? I'll start us off this week in terms of watching stuff because I haven't watched hardly anything. But I do want to mention that what we do in the shadows this season is freaking hilarious. Uh, yep. There have been a couple. There was. There's one episode that I think is one of the clap may will go down as maybe the one of the funniest in the entire show a uh, couple couple weeks ago. Uh, the one with the uh, gay pride parade that they were putting on is was yeah. absolutely hysterically funny uh, from beginning to end. And I tell you, Laszlo, I, Laszlo wasn't my favorite when the show first came on, but he is hands down my favorite on this show. It, he is hysterically funny um and, and, and see then i'm a the, huge naja fan oh naja yeah they're i mean they're all great but like i yeah. i like naja i like the doll is hilarious uh the doll Colin is Robinson. Amazing. they're yeah. all great they're all great. you can tell mark what? has never seen this show <laughs> no never <laughs> i've never seen no, this we've show. only told him about it a million times and what? The movie. I, mark what i went streaming on one of the hulu i know you did I know. And FX, oh, oh, and when was one of the characters for Halloween? I don't have Hulu. I don't have Hulu. Do you have FX? No. Like the TV channel FX? No. No. Okay. Do you have cable? Oh. No. Do you have television out there at the Cabin in the Woods? Yes. I, I okay. yeah. I, I mean, I mean, it's well. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you later. But like, um, up at the cabin, um, I can watch uh, Paramount Plus. Uh, show so I was doing a little bit of that and Peacock um, I did a little bit of that um, but yeah it's I, I basically have HBO Netflix uh, Netflix Affleck uh, <laughs> shit he's, he's got Affleck um, I got uh, Affleck um, I have uh, I have Netflix I have HBO Max I have uh, Prime Shutter. And this is maybe riveting. some other. I things. think when we're all done at the end of the episode, <laughs> we're going to regret that we pressed record. There's, there's oh, going to be there's going to be a quiz at the end of this episode about which which uh, services, <laughs> streaming services. I, I've been followed I've been by doing an nothing. Thud. 
Look, look, I'm, I'm, I'm up at the cabin at my cabin right now in Wisconsin. And all I've been doing is laying out on a raft, just baking. And that's all I've been doing. All I've been doing. So yeah, this could be an interesting show. Well, if you ever get a chance to watch something on Hulu, I strongly suggest you watch what we do in the shadows. And there is a movie for what they, what we do in the shadows that is really funny too so and i will admit i still have not seen that movie oh you haven't it's oh I, yeah it's we, never on a streaming service so oh they I, get a movie i thought i thought that we were i or i thought that you had seen it otherwise i would have included it in my vampire horror if i'd known oh, that you had i would have totally yeah i would have included it in that but it's well it's maybe one of these days funny. we can do a uh comedy horror redux yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, and Mark's friend, Angelica, suggested to me that we do a ghost hauntings redux. So, okay. And I said, I said, well, it's you know, it's certainly one that we could do because that was before we, when we did our hauntings and ghosts uh, episode, it was before we did the format that we have now where we pick five movies. We, I think that was just, we just went out. That was back when we were still just going out and watching a bunch of haunting movies, you know? So yeah, like every horror Uh, movie, every haunting movie we could get our hands on. Right. And we weren't all watching the same ones, you know? Yeah. So that was, yeah, it was riveting. (laughs) It was um, dumb. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't the greatest idea. Um, we're growing. We're maturing. We are. It only took us 75 episodes, but we've got yeah, this down now. I swear, now. <laughs> I swear, three, 400 more episodes. We'll figure it all out. Oh, yeah. By by 220, yeah. I, I expect yeah, we'll have Easy. It down. Hands down. Yeah. yeah. 220. Uh, another uh, it's 2023. Episode. A what? Oh, episode uh, 2020. I got it. <laughs> no, 220 is 220 for one thing, but but whatever. Um, the, another oh, sh- the other show I wanted to <laughs> <laughs> fuck the uh, the other show that I wanted to mention was I, I we started watching. It's a, more of a mystery than horror, but there are horror elements, I guess, based you know because there's serial killers involved and whatnot, murder. Um, <clears throat> but there's a a British mystery show that I I think their third season just came out. That's how I came upon it. It just popped up because their third season came out. But uh, we started watching it, and we've gotten through the first season, and and we're into the second season. And it's called Happy Valley, and it's a a British show, a, a kind of a cop mystery sort of thing, and it is in tense it is a really 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 strong show and it's on amazon prime so i highly highly recommend that show it there were moments in the first season when we were like it was, it was hard to breathe it was so intense so uh really a really good show i was shocked i wasn't i when i first like looked at it and was reading about it i was like eh, eh, but i'm glad we started watching it so highly recommend happy valley and that again is on amazon prime but I haven't watched other than Oppenheimer is the only, I think, movie I've seen in the last couple of weeks. And I liked that. That was pretty good. Um, but I haven't seen any non-theme related horror movies. So, Joe, it's got me wondering, have you? I actually have. My 
daughter wanted to start watching a bunch of A24 horror films. So I jumped on board and was helping her out. Uh, we went through Hereditary, um, yeah, Hereditary, Midsummer, and just a couple nights ago, we watched Tusk. And Tusk, she said, out of all three of those movies, she thinks it's the most disturbing thing she's ever seen and was having difficulty sleeping after Tusk, which I just thought was hilarious. She has no idea what <laughs> she has no idea what she's into. Yeah, oh and like God. if you think if you think Tusk is bad, I got <laughs> stuff I could show you. Put hair on your head. Or... Yeah, no yeah. Uh, show her. Don't don't let her watch. Uh, speak no evil. I uh, actually, I would. I'm dying to make her watch. Yeah. Um, Evil Dead Rise with me, but uh, yeah, I kind of doubt what it, that's uh, going to happen. Do you think that uh, Mark has seen Speak No Evil by now yet, or is that one he still has? Probably watched? not. Yeah. No, no. Speak no evil. No, no, I haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> Never ringing a bell. Never heard of it. No. Matt. Yeah, this is no, new to me, so. Matt. So what's going on, like Joe? Like, is 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 your daughter like just starting to get into horror? You know, because you're on the podcast. Like, what what's happening here? No, she was getting into a twenty four films. Uh, I believe she watched. Uh, was it Bo is Afraid? And uh, the. Uh, What's the actor's name? Matt, help me out. Um, uh, played the Joker. Joaquin like Lady, Joaquin like Phoenix. Lady Bird, or Joaquin, no, no, no. Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Bo is afraid. It's an A two four film, and I was going to oh. watch it with him. There he goes. I was going to watch it with them, um, but what they the started kind of late what is at going night. Going on with you tonight? Nothing, nothing. I just, I, it, it, it didn't click. I, Bo is afraid. That's the one where he's like, kind of like. Uh, Mentally, Afraid? like, yeah, and he like he's got mommy it's issues, to be like a really weird, yeah, it's supposed to be really Where did weird. Lady Bird come through. from? That I, it's I an A two no four film. It's an A two four film. Lady Bird. So not hard. Anyway, well, I I found out it's like three hours long. So and I had to work the next morning, so I didn't bother. But that uh, kind of got them all yeah. down the trail of you know, oh, you should watch all the A two four films. So and I think the witch. Uh, Right, The Witch would be another great one for her to watch. Uh, I did mm-hmm. sort of like go through a list of A24 films, uh, or at least just the horror ones, but yeah. So she's got uh, plenty to watch. And then, of course, after that, I think uh, my wife wanted an introductory course on who the hell is this Wes Anderson guy? So oh, that's oh. I have to, yeah. Fun. She's that's never great. seen a Wes Anderson film. So, yeah. Yeah. I think we'll start with uh, get... what is it? Atomic City? Is that what it is? Oh yeah. no! Don't start! Don't Most start with one? that. No, no, really? No, don't start with that. No, no, no. It's that one is. I think that's a better one to watch after you've already acquired yeah, a okay. taste for him. I, so I feel like the, the best one, one to start. Well, the first one was Bottle Rocket, and I don't think that's a good one to start either. No, no, no. I, I think. Yeah, Rush, what's the first Rushmore. one we should start her off with? Rushmore. Okay. Rushmore. 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 Sure. Royal Tenenbaums. Mm-hmm. Life Aquatic. Those are good introducing you to to Wes Anderson movies and uh, See, uh, I, and uh, uh, Royal or the uh, the hotel one, the Grand Budapest Hotel. That's a good one, too, right? And, See, and, and, and I, I would hold off. I would hold off on uh, Mr. Fantastic Fox for a while because that's what I was gonna uh, say. What what's the camping one? 
Oh, with Bruce oh. Willis. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Moon, Moonrise Kingdom. Moonrise yeah, Kingdom. One. That's a that great is, one. Yeah. That's, that's one that I've seen. Off, and right? I, yeah. I haven't seen half of probably what you guys have already mentioned either. But Moonrise but Kingdom I, is one of the ones that I've seen that I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think Rushmore is the most like accessible, mm-hmm. almost mainstream and less. And it's not as I mean, there's definitely his aesthetic style in it, but not quite as strong as as the rest as movies later were. But, yeah, it has a, a wonderful soundtrack as well. Oh, God. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great soundtrack. Royal yeah. Tenenbaum's got a great soundtrack, too. But I did. Yeah. But see, that's one of the ones I haven't seen yet. So, oh, that's oh, really? You haven't seen that one? Oh, that's one of my yeah, favorites. I, I think I, I've only seen maybe four Wes Anderson films. So, oh, I definitely anyway, wouldn't go on a like a marathon with with him. I, I would go like no, maybe once a week or doses. every other week. Yeah, yeah. We'll probably watch sure. Lady Bird in between. <laughs> Unless she well, gets crazy. Not, like, after the that's first not Anderson. One, after, you sh- <laughs> after the first one, you show her. If she goes crazy, then yeah, do a marathon. Yeah, that's true. So, so speaking of going crazy, are we... Oh, wait, Mark, what did oh, you is watch that, it? that wasn't... Yeah, that, I'm done. Yeah. I watched Barbie. Yeah, we haven't... Any... Oh, how was oh, that? Yeah. Uh, it, it's... It wasn't for me, but it was very well done. It was extremely well yeah. cast. Uh, it was very well written. Um, I, you know, even though it wasn't, it's not, I'm not the audience for it. It, I appreciate it. It was decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't, you know, like storm mm-hmm. out and huff. I liked it kind of. I've seen worse. Let's just go with okay. that. It was, it wasn't bad. <laughs> All right. How's that for? Yeah. Hey, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I, I definitely want to check it out. Yeah. yeah. Mark, what did you watch? Uh, so, like I said, I'm up at the cabin and I don't have Paramount Plus. And since we have Paramount Plus up at the cabin, I decided to watch um, the 2020 um, The Stand. Um, have yeah. you guys watched oh. that? Yeah. No. It's okay. It's. It's not riveting. It's, you know, if, if you read the book and it, it goes, you know, back and forth. And I mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think I like the TV version better from back in the day. Um, there are there's some decent, decent, you know, acting in it. Uh, it's weird seeing Amber Heard in this um, series, just knowing like all, you know, what happened and who she is as a person now. So it's weird seeing her acting, but uh, she's not bad in it. Um, James Martin's great. Very charismatic. Um, it's just not scary, but I don't know if the stand really was scary. It's just, uh, it's just a different kind of uh, novel that Stephen King did and uh, Peter Straub, but um, it, it's not bad. I'm on episode five. So I've, I've gone five hours into it. It's not bad. It's, it's Okay. You know, I know the story, know the characters, so I'm just just watching it. So it's it's fine. Um, I watched um, since we were doing um, Joe's, you know, pick. Something popped up on Netflix, and it was called The Pale Blue Eye, 2022, uh, starring Christian Bale and Harry Mulling. It's on Netflix, and it's about a retired detective recruits. Uh, an acute um, 
West Point cadet named Edgar Allan Poe to help solve a grisly and horrific murder at a U.S. military base back in back in the day in the 1800s, like late 1800s. And uh, it has uh, some satanic uh, rituals in it. Um, fabulous acting, especially uh, Henry Milling, who plays Edgar Allan Poe. I, I really actually enjoyed it. It's a Jason horror. It's got some satanic uh, rituals, and but I wouldn't consider it a horror, but I definitely would recommend it. I think the acting's absolutely phenomenal with it. Um, did you guys watch the new Exorcist trailer? Yes. From yes. Blumhouse? What do yeah. you guys think? Uh, yeah. Looked okay. I mean, I don't, I don't, it's, I don't really, it's hard to judge from a trailer, but yeah. I was just yeah. about to say, I think I'm trying not to judge it off the trailer because I wasn't yeah, thrilled yeah. with yeah. the trailer. Right. But ne- neither uh, was I. I'm going to try to reserve judgment for later. Yeah. 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 It's so, so obviously it's, it's a sequel. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, uh, after watching the trailer, I'm a little nervous, but. Hopefully, you know, there's going to be some decent scares in it. It's okay, man. But, um, Together we'll get through this. Yeah, yeah, we will. Um, also, <laughs> uh, just an announcement. Uh, Never Hike Alone has finished principal uh, photography. Uh, they just released it today. And uh, they will be revealing this film on time on October 13th, Friday the 13th this year. So that's great Ooh. news for us. And uh, fantastic, Vincent's, you know, just killing it, you know, out there. And uh, so that's really exciting that it's really going to happen on October 13th, Friday 13th of this. Yeah, wonderful. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. What'd you watch, Matt? I already said mine. What we do in the shadows, you hadn't heard of it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That whole (laughs) conversation. See? See I've how been much he pays in attention the sun to your way too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, don't I don't know what's know going on with me. Mark, Mark. Oh, Mark. yeah. Marky Mark. Uh, so, well, I guess that. We better just get into it. Bring there we go. To our pick of the week, which is uh, the pick of Joe, who some might call our most lethal weapon. Joe. Uh, tell us about your picks. <laughs> I'm still weapon. getting comfortable with this whole lethal weapon thing. I like that. That's I'm a lethal. Yeah, weapon. I like. Yeah, I like that. That's Are you Martog or Riggs? That's I'm, that's oh, a I'm thing. Riggs. It's a it's amazing what I can come up with off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. But I'm, you're yeah, not either nuts. way. I'm getting too old for this shit. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. Uh. all right so we're gonna start uh this was cult classics i was i was inspired by one of matt's earlier picks and i wanted to get into religious cult movies because there's an abundance of them and they're all there's something for every member of the family to enjoy with these so we're gonna start off with the classic roman polanski's 1968 rosemary's baby and for those of you that haven't seen it i say shame on you But as long as you're still listening, it is about a young couple trying for a baby that moves into an aging, ornate apartment building up in Central Park West, where they find themselves surrounded by very, very peculiar neighbors. And I got to say, one of my all-time favorites, I accidentally sort of 
not really accidentally. I ended up buying it because it was like $7 to buy this movie or $4 to rent it. So it just made sense. Anyway, um, the characters in this film are just spectacular. I'm a huge fan of Ruthie Gordon, who plays one of the neighbors, and she's just crazy as all get out. If I lived next door to her, I'd probably hang myself. But for the movie's sake, she's fantastic. Uh, her and her husband, though, don't seem to be all that broken up. Uh, there, there's a scene where there's a younger woman that's staying with them, and she commits suicide, jumps out of the building while they're out running their errands or whatnot. They come trouncing back in to see what's all going on. And just the way these people dress is just phenomenal. But the cops just told them that this woman that's been spending all this time living with them has pretty much just died right in front of them all over, uh, I think, Fifth Avenue. But they didn't seem all that broken up about it. I would have expected a much bigger reaction out of them. Uh, I will say that the setting is just gorgeous. These apartments that these people were buying are just spectacular. I'm really curious to know what something like that would go for in New York nowadays. Um, there, There's a really, I think it's kind of uncomfortable or at least rude scene where Mia Farrow, who once she's pregnant, uh, had gotten a really short haircut and the husband like pulls no punches about how terrible it is. I will agree it's a terrible haircut, but for God's sakes, man, that's your wife. So, you know. He's back on those punches. Um, John Cassavetes, I don't know what you guys thought, but the guy that plays the husband reminds me 100% of Roy Scheider. Like, you could have taken Roy Scheider out mm-hmm. of Jaws and plopped him into this movie, and I, I, you wouldn't have skipped a beat. Uh, I do have a question. Why is it that almost all satanic cults have rituals that were they all have to be naked for it? You know, these aren't like the most well-physiqued individuals, but there are lots and lots of nudity in Satanism that I'm learning. So, but uh, anyway, there, you know, this is one of my, my favorite cult classics, simply because there's such a happy ending uh, at the end. Everybody, everybody gets what they wanted. So what did you guys have to think? Matt, what did you think about this cult classic? Well... Uh, obviously it's a masterpiece Polanski's, you know, one of his masterpieces. Um, the, the nudity thing though, I think is, is a direct, uh, response to the sort of uptight prudishness of Christianity and most, uh, well, Hmm. especially Christianity. And so it's a, I think it's a response to that. It's a showing that there isn't, uh, that, that, uh, Adam and Eve became, uh, ashamed of their nudity and these satanic cults are not ashamed of their nudity. They are, they are uh, happy to be naked, happy with the human form. Um, <clears throat> so I, I think that's why there's so much nudity in, the, in, in these kinds of satanic cults. And I don't know if the real ones, you know, I don't think there are that many real ones. The, most of the Church of Satan that you hear about now, they're just people who are pretty much just a- atheists, but they kind of created church of Satan as a counter to Christianity uh, and trying to keep government from getting too involved in the church. Cause if you allow on public property, let's say a cross, well then the church of Satan's going to say, okay, well we want this devil 
on public property. And the whole point is that they won't allow any religion on public property. You know what I mean? So it's more of a political statement than an actual religion. And most of these big movers and shakers in Satanism. Um, but of course, you know, that wouldn't be a fun horror movie if, if that's what you made it about. Um, I love the commercial where the guy says, you really should try the swinging world of Yamaha. <laughs> me up. I don't know if you guys noticed that or not. Yeah. But, um, and yes, of course, Ruth Gordon is fantastic. Um, I do. I, I like, I, I, I can kind of see Roy Scheider in the husband. He's, he's a bit of a dick though. But, and so, yeah. uh, you know, Michelle kept commenting on that too, when we were watching it and I was like, well, I couldn't say it at the time because she'd never really seen it, but it makes sense because he also has to be the kind of guy who would be willing to make a deal like this, you know? And so the fact that he does make off the cuff statements like that, and he's kind of just in his own world and more obsessed with his career, um, that makes sense. He's kind of a narcissist. Um, uh, but the shots in this, I loved the, the camera movement. I loved the, the the look of the apartment ever it's just a beautifully shot film which is not you know not surprising polanski knows his stuff um in terms he can shoot a movie obviously but uh i ruth gordon and her husband i thought were great i thought uh you know if if there was a a satanic cult like this it would see probably very much be filled with people like this you know uh, it seemed like it didn't seem unbelievable to me, you know, it didn't seem like they were overtly evil people. They were just Satanists, you know, and, and they didn't have like this cool, crazy apartment. It was just a normal, I mean, it was a rich apartment obviously, but, but it wasn't, you know, the, there was no sense of trying to make them into this kind of a glamorous thing, uh, you know, yeah, they were all naked, but they weren't all beautiful. They were just normal people, normal everyday people. Your doctor, you know, the guy who delivers mail, the, you know, uh, other people, they were just normal everyday people who were a part of this um, sect or coven or I don't know what they would call themselves, I guess. But, uh, and I, I, I thought the whole dream sequence, not really dream sequence, but it, seemed like it was a dream sequence, uh, where she was, um, you know, basically being raped by Satan. I thought that was very well done. I thought it was, uh, you know, um, creepy and just weird as hell. Uh, and of course then the husband's, um, his kind of gaslighting of, of, uh, of her, you know, it, it, it reminded me of the movie Gaslight. If you've ever seen that, um, it reminded me of that, the way he was talking to her. And, but of course there were more people involved. So great movie, classic masterpiece. I, I, uh, I've, this is, you know, I've seen this several times over the years and I always enjoy it. Uh, Mark, what did you think of this? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, you know, it's a classic plain and simple, obviously all the listeners know this, um, Pretty much all the listeners. I mean, this movie is about uh, manipulation and gaslighting. That's what I have in my notes. Um, of course, Ruth Gordon, who plays uh, Minnie, the old neighbor, is an absolute joy to watch. Uh, the close-up of her eating the cake and um, mm -hmm. 
it just it was a, just a close up of her face and just watching her absorb and react to the conversation and she's just like moving around her face and just drinking the wine and eating the cake mm-hmm. god is she oh man it's it's like roman polanski knew just to keep that scene on her because she's so brilliant in it. It was comedic and uh, fascinating to watch. Um, mm-hmm. The satanic rape scene was brilliantly done. It was creepy. The fact that they show exactly what was happening through bizarre images, but uh, it, it was happening in real life where she's going, you know, something's wrong. You know, it's like, what's happening? Um, I have a question with this, though. It's like, was the devil raping Rosemary or was it her husband? I think it was the devil. You I think mean, it was that, because. Well, OK, well, yeah, 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 because, because they what said, comes out. <laughs> right. Well, well, they never showed the baby. And but they, what they said they never showed. They the baby. showed. Yeah, they did. They showed the baby's eyes and they were like cat's eyes and there was like a red face yeah in the crib Wait, when she when she when walks she, into when, the room when she walked into the room with all the people mm-hmm. they showed it yeah how did i not see that i don't know it's a it was just a flash of his eyes but yeah oh oh okay 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 the flash of the eyes but yeah i, I kind of took it as just like you know the devil's eyes but not like it was the baby's eyes i guess is no it's a baby yeah Dang, I, I for some reason it, it didn't compute uh, uh compute. Actually, this is probably like the third time I've seen seen this film, and it just never really computed with me. It just never registered. That's weird. Hmm. Um and I and I do remember say look at the look at the hands, look at the feet, you know. So I guess it it, it was the devil. I for some reason I always thought it was the husband. Um hmm. but Speaking of the husband, I mean, this guy is a complete asshole. And talking about manipulation and gaslighting and like a narcissist and like what these people do to other human beings, when he admits to Rosemary's going, yeah, you know, like we, you know, I had sex with you, you know, you know, we had to do it. So I just basically raped you. And, you know, she just basically said oh okay well you know we could have waited i mean it's it's obvious like she's been dealing with this kind of manipulation and narcissist abuse for a long time and so she's been a victim of this and that's just fascinating just to watch on its own but um yeah it's it's a great film charles gordon never realized that the doctor was charles gordon all the way you know until the third time and I saw it on there. It just didn't register that it was Charles Gordon. But yeah, just absolutely fantastic film. It's Ruth Gordon, treasure, national treasure. Just loved it. So that brings us to our next film of these cult classics. And uh, I want to go to Ty West's first of two films that we're going to be discussing. Uh, 2013's The Sacrament. So Mark, why don't you put your best foot forward and uh, tell us what you thought about it? Oh, 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 we're going in with the sacrament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's perfect. Uh, uh, don't yeah, that was drink one of the movies we watched. Yeah, don't drink that Kool Aid. <laughs> um, yeah, it's look, it's it, it's a well made found footage film, uh, but lacks the question of why Father allowed the vice reporters into the facility. 
And that's what really bugged the shit out of me. Um, it, his, his, whatever, his religious, you know, cult, you know, that happened there. He was fine. He was fine. He had, you know, the, the guards at, you know, the gate with the machine guns. Why did he let, you know, the reporters in? He didn't have to do that. And so that's what made me absolutely insane when the end of the film happened. He's going, it's our time. It's our time. And that's what drove me fine, you know, like, you know, crazy. Um, look, it's, it's it's always fun how directors try a different uh, take on found footage. I, I, I do enjoy found footage. It's the same as Matt. Um, it's just this one point. It's like, why did he let the reporters in? Because, you know, this is basically exactly what happened in real life, though, right? Well, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I drink the Kool-Aid. I mean... I don't know. I mean, I, I know the story. Well, not the story. I just knew that uh, there was a, 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 some cult, you know, religious you know, fanatic. They all drank the Kool-Aid. They all died in there. James all, Jones. Yep. James Jones. They all Jim died Jones. in the bed, right? In their no, beds. No, no, that was no, that's you're thinking, Heaven's Gate. Yeah. With that's the tracksuits and no, the Nikes. Was, that's Heaven's Gate. This was, this was Jim Jones down in... Uh, Guyana or someplace like that. And, uh, and he had, it was basically this exact same thing, same kind of setup. And he kind of had become a God to these people. And he had guards just like that and a delegation. It wasn't, it wasn't vice. It was, uh, it was, uh, I believe some reporters and a delegation of a Senator maybe, and some politicians came down to inspect the place and then as soon when they were leaving, uh, they the guards fired on them and killed the killed all those guys. And then and then Jim Jones made everybody poison themselves. So it's basically exactly what happened, except for it was politicians. And I think a couple of reporters came down. Really? But, OK, well, I didn't know that. Uh, but yeah, but in the film. I mean, it's like, why did they let the reporters in, though? Like, why did you let them in? You know, it's well, like, it was for the same I, reason. I think they originally were trying to get better publicity because people were wondering what was going on. They thought it was some crazy cult. And I think originally he thought he was going to be able to manipulate the reporters into doing a, a puff piece on them that, hey, see, everything's fine. And, and honestly, the reporters weren't the issue in my opinion i mean the everything with the reporters and the father went off without a hitch yeah the father allowed it because he wanted to have his side of the story published and that all was was fine had whatever happened the next day not happened i can only assume that everything would have been fine those because vice guys, the reporters would have went back stateside and said, here's the footage that we have and here's what we experienced. So basically, it, you know, I, well, OK, so, yeah, the, the catalyst was um, the members in the church, you know, wanted to leave and they made a big ruckus. And then basically, you know, he couldn't let the reporters leave, I, I, I guess, you know, I mean that's what it was but i mean didn't i mean obviously the father knew like people didn't want to still stay there 
And so, like, why let the reporters in? He already had them trapped. I guess that's what I'm saying right there. But regardless, regardless, um, it is a very good uh, found footage. I love the brother and sister um, office scene where she injects him uh, with uh, cyanide or whatever she does. Um, is that, Joe, are you in your car? No. Oh, okay. there's some it's beeping the, going on. Something like computer issues. I keep. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but I'd be I, thrilled. I can record. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But I, I did love that uh, scene uh, from the beginning to start. I don't want to, you know, the brother saying, I don't want to die. What are you doing to me? That was a great scene. She lights herself on fire. Um, that was phenomenal. Um, it, it's not a bad found footage film. I just. I guess I just had a little bit of a hard time with why they would just let him in. Just it, it, he already knew like he had like some things going on inside the church and they wanted to leave. Why, you know, throw gasoline on a fire basically. That was the only problem I had with it. Otherwise um, uh, the father uh, reminded me of John Goodman. If uh, I don't know if you guys, uh, even like recognize that, but man, he reminded me of God, uh, uh, John Goodman. And that being said, um, I really enjoyed his performance. I thought it was great because he was mesmerizing when he, when he talked and with his, uh, slow drawl and whatnot, uh, it was kind of hypnotizing and, but yeah, I mean, it's a great idea that he had. It's just too bad. Uh, yeah, he was corrupted. But yeah, yeah, enjoyable it's, film. It's funny you say that because one of my notes is that the father is very persuasive and he actually makes a very good argument. Absolutely, Parish. But uh, Matt, what did you uh, what did you think about this film? Uh, I I I thought it was good. Yeah, uh, I I didn't love it, but I thought it was pretty good. Um, I. I, I liked the, the, uh, there wasn't any, you know, a lot of times found footage, there's always somebody kind of annoying in it, you know, and there was no annoying characters in this one. Nope. Uh, I thought it was, you know, definitely, uh, it was very close to what happened in, in real life and in, in many ways. Um, so it's funny. Mark's problem with it is, is basically something that really happened. And, and it is a good question, but, but it's a question you'd have to ask Jim Jones. Why would he, in his case, it actually is a little easier understood as in his case, there was a U.S. Senator coming down there to see if illegal stuff was happening and the reporters came with him. So that might've made it a little easier for you, I guess. Well, yeah, um, for sure. I mean, if, if you have a uh, senator going down there, instead of just like a vice, you know, reporters go in there. If it's just vice yeah. reporters, like, like, fuck off. Like, you're not coming in. The only person invited was her, you know, her brother. Yeah. But, you know, who knows? Maybe he thought he could he could sweet talk the reporters into giving, you know, doing maybe, you know, he was so used to persuading everyone and everybody just doing what he said. Maybe he, that's part of the problem is that he thought he'd be able to do the same with them. And, and he found that he couldn't. Um, no, no, I disagree with that because like it, it, all, all the people there were drug addicts and uh, homeless and whatnot. No, they weren't. 
No. Well, yeah. Well, well, no, a lot weren't. of a lot of them were. were. A lot of a lot of people. A lot of people were wealthy in the states, and they gave all their money to him to have this place. Yeah. So well, they, well, they were they were all like emotionally, you know, like disturbed or like having like real issues in life, and he was like feeding off their fears and whatnot, and that's what brought him over there. But there was a lot of alcoholics, a lot of drug addicts. A lot of people just dealing with that kind of stuff. Not not reporters. But not all of them in. were. A lot of them, a lot of them were just true believers that he had hoodwinked. Yeah, basically. lost souls looking for a yeah. leader. Yeah, yeah, and but not you know just they weren't you know a lot of these people weren't you know like the sister for one thing she it was you know she came from a wealthy family she was educated. Well, but she was she, an alcoholic. She was a drug. Or she, yeah, she was well, an alcoholic okay, or a drug yeah. addict, and then she but, found you know, her way. I mean, that's that kind of. You but know, you're right, Matt. You're right. You, you religious had, people. Yeah, you, you had uh, uh, two gentlemen, uh, you know, from the hood, you know, like dealing with, you know, like, I don't want to, you know, deal with drugs and, you know, get shot and all that. And they went, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to there. So, yeah, yeah, we're both right. But, um, Anyway, they but that you know I, I I thought that uh that yeah the main guy was really good I thought the sister was good I I think um you know the guards all you know there was a sen- there was a good sense of of uh danger in it I thought uh I, I know Joe liked the music I I always find it a little distracting when there's music in a found footage movie though I I, I I, I'm not, you know, I'm like, what did they do later? Put music to it? Like, you know, yeah. and then I, I, I don't care for that. Um, uh, I, I like, I don't know. I like, I, I like the silence that's often involved in a, in a found footage. Um, and so when I, when I hear them add music to it, it I find that distracting. Um, but yeah, I thought it was, you know, it's odd that Ty, I didn't even realize Ty West made a found footage movie, actually. I didn't realize, I, I didn't, didn't know either. anything about, I didn't know anything about this movie, actually. Neither did um, I. I. I really hadn't uh, thought of anything about him before other than, you know, House of the Devil and and The Innkeepers, which is, I, I love that movie. If we do ever do a hauntings redux uh i would i would add that one in there too because i love that movie but and of course x and all these but uh yeah i it was good good i probably uh probably my least favorite of this batch i would say but not but that doesn't mean i didn't like it it's just if i had to choose it would probably be at the bottom of the list on this batch i think okay so that just means it's all uphill from here so. It's all uphill from here. No, <laughs> right. actually, yeah, it's it's close with another one, but yeah. yeah. But but well, if, if like, this is the bottom, then yeah, that's yeah. fine. No, this is a, if this is the bottom, it's a good good batch because yeah. this was yes. I do I do recommend this. Yeah. By by the way, the gentleman that we keep referring to as the father, the actor's name is Gene Jones. Yeah. And for those of you that may be scratching your head, going, "Where have I seen this guy before?" He was the shopkeeper or gas station attendant in no country for old men that almost lost oh. his life due to a coin flip. Yeah. Oh no. Shit. That was him. That's him. That's Gene Jones. Dang. I agree is captivating Amazing. in this particular role. Amazing. He, he, I can see they picked a wonderful actor and they wrote that part very well. 
to get across the reason why like those people were there. Mm-hmm. They listened to him talk long enough with the salvation that he's promising. Sure. Go ahead. I, yeah. I've got nothing else to live for it. Just take my money and let me go. So like I said, Eden parish did seem pretty legit. They had hospitals, they had daycare, they had laundry, they had basketball, you know, you build your own community mm-hmm. and it's away yeah. from all the other nonsense of the world. It actually does not sound that bad. No, and no, I no. And this is the part that I think Mark was touching on that I don't get. So at the beginning, these these news reporters show up and everybody's fine. They're all talking to them. They're being well-behaved. And then they have that meeting or that prayer service that night that continues into the wee hours of the next morning. Mm-hmm. But then when the guys wake up, you know, what everybody, when the reporters went to bed, everything was fine. Then a couple hours go by and there's the promise of this helicopter there. And that's when all hell breaks loose. And I'm just curious why then what happened in the couple of hours that they were asleep? Well, I think, I think it's because they knew that when the visitors were going to leave, when vice you know, was going to leave and they knew, and it was like this like kind of moment where it's like, it's now or never, it's now or never. And that's why mm-hmm. they were there. Yeah. I mean, they had the suitcases there, you know? And, and yeah. Were, which is the other thing I don't understand. Uh, why would you even bother packing a suitcase? If exactly. it's that horrific and you're so desperate to get back stateside, why, you know, I would think you'd be hiding in the bushes outside of where that helicopter is going to land and you run and jump and just hang on to that thing under the helicopter for dear life, you know, whatever you can do to get off that Island. But because that's I, happened I also before. thought, <laughs> I also thought it was odd that there's so many people that did not want to be there. Mm-hmm. And when they were told, no, they had to stay. They willingly, well, for the most part, willingly drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Some of them needed, mm-hmm. you know, a muzzle pointed to the back of their heads. Others didn't. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, I do want to point out the obvious, just in case any of our other six listeners are saying, yes, Joe willingly picked a found footage film. <laughs> they're not all terrible. Mm-hmm. But for no, part of the not. reason that Matt hates it is the same reason that I like it. I'm like, all right, at least I got some music to listen to. That well, sets that's the mood. Well, that's because, well, well, here's the thing. I mean, it was a vice, you know, I mean, they recovered, you know, the recording and all that. And of course, vice, you know, of course, they're going to put music to elevate, you know, your emotions. And that's what media does. And so that's why that music's in there. So I, I had no problem with the with the music because it was recovered. And it was like a media. So, yeah, I mean, get get those views. That's why I didn't have a problem with the with the music but um okay. there is one there is one scene in this uh film where you know um the father is telling them to drink the kool-aid and he just repeatedly going take it take it take it that was just oh my gosh and then they're feeding the small babies with you know little shots you know putting it in their mouths and you know I, you see syringe, the children yeah. And yeah, mm-hmm. and and you see, you know, children taking in. It. It's like, oh my god! It was just it, 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 
it was horrific to watch. It's not a bad found footage film. I, it's just that one part. But other other than that, I loved it. Great pick. Well, speaking of, uh, unless you guys have something else to say, uh, no. speaking of movies that have no music in the background, we're going to go on to Red State by Kevin Smith <laughs> from 2011. Um, set in medical metal, sorry, set in middle America, a group of teens receive an online invitation for sex, though they soon encounter fundamentalists with a much more sinister agenda. Um, Matt, what did you uh, think of Kevin Smith's Red State? And you're muted, by the way. <laughs> I didn't care for the third act. Um so much i kind of brought it down for me i didn't like the ending and i didn't really care for the third act too much but i thought everything the first half especially was set up quite well um uh i do have some notes on this the guy who hid next to his body that you know this kind of pretty good idea he laid next to him and acted like he was dead too i would have grabbed a gun to begin with though and then just shot everybody when they came in that room but um then I guess there wouldn't have been a movie. <laughs> no. Um, the gun he fight. Didn't, he didn't I, last long. <laughs> yeah. Now, there were a few things that I had problems with that I think may have been a product of of the budget. Uh the gun, there was a gunfight happening and John Goodman is like petting horses and then the other guy comes up and they have this whole conversation while the gunfight's happening. Um, I would have thought that that conversation should have happened like behind a car, maybe he's crouched down, but he's like standing over by the horses petting them. It, it seemed like way out of place and there's, and you still hear gunfire in the, in the background. Um, might have been the budget, though. Maybe they just didn't have enough money. They just had to do that someplace where there wasn't all this action happening and actors. Um, I I didn't understand the change in the daughter because I, I would have liked to have seen some reluctance on her part. But at the very beginning, they've got this guy who, strapped up to a cross and they kill him. And she's as happy to take the kids out of the room, you know, to keep them away from having to see it. But she doesn't seem at all. There's, there's no negative rebellious side to her at all that, that it, it makes her question anything that her dad's doing. Um, and so that, or not her dad was, was it her dad? No, it would be her the, grandfather Her yeah. grandfather. Um, so I didn't, that and then all of us and then she kind of goes through this change now if it was a self-serving change it was muddy to me i i would have liked to have seen if if she really did go through a change where she was trying to get out of there and not because she was she was running herself out and then was going to try to get the kids out too but that was that wasn't a cult-like activity that was her just trying to get out of there and save the kids but I, it wasn't like, well, we're all going to die. You know, most of those hardcore cult people would be like that. And if she wasn't like that, then I would have liked to have seen something from her earlier that, that showed that she had some questions about this lifestyle. Um, yeah. And I thought the, I, I do think the final act really fell flat for me. And I, and I, and I, then I read up on why 
uh, it was the way it was. Uh, and he had a much bigger plan involved. He just didn't have the budget for it. It was going to be, there was actually going to be the four horsemen of the apocalypse riding down and all of their, all of the cult members heads were supposed to explode in that last scene. Um, once the trumpets go off and everything they're they're supposed to have this standoff with the cops and when the trumpets go off, all their head, all the cult members' heads were going to explode. And then this guy comes down from uh, riding a horse from the sky and and cuts slices slices somebody his heads off. And then and then they look up and they see the four horsemen of the apocalypse riding through the sky. And I I don't know. I mean, just saying that ending. I'm not. I don't know if it was a better ending because it does sound kind of goofy, but. Uh, I, I didn't care for the way it ended. Um, so I, I, I really, really, really liked everything in the first third to the first half with when it was the kids trying to get out of there and some of the twists and turns that happened in that part. But as the movie wore on, I, I liked the choices less. And, um, and by, until by the end, I really didn't care for the ending. Um, so I, but having said that, that's why I said it's close to, um, the previous, what was the previous movie we just talked about? Sacrament. Um, Sacrament. yeah, it, it's close in that, you know, I liked, I think I liked red state a little bit better than the Sacrament, though. So Mark, what'd you think of this? This is Kevin Smith's best film that he's ever directed in my opinion. Um, his writing is on point, and when Kevin Smith hires a cast um, of actors that um, is talented, like Michael Parks and John Goodman, it just elevates. It just elevates all, all the way. Um, yeah, in, in my opinion, this is Kevin Smith's uh, best directed film. Uh, it, it would be Red State. No, it would be. Mm, God dang it. It would be Clerks, Dogma, and then Red State. Um, look, this is what happens when uh, corrupt minds worships the Bible and misunderstands the, script, the scripture and text. When this happens, you're, you're going to get events like uh, Waco in Texas. It becomes horrific and the exact. Uh, opposite of what uh, the Bible teaches. Now, with that being said, it's a rocking good time watching this film. Um, just the dialogue that Kevin Smith does and with John Goodman waking up in bed and he's talking to his wife with the breakfast and just camera focuses on John Goodman when he's just being fed breakfast. It's just it's just so fun to watch. It's so fun to watch. Um, Michael Parks is phenomenal in this in, in this film. It's it's just great to watch. Um, I don't I don't know what to say. I mean, I, I'm glad if you know, like after what Matt said, like what Kevin Smith's like original like ending was going to be, with, but he couldn't do it with the budget. Thank God, thank God that that ending didn't happen because I love the you know the third act to this film. I think it's great. I, I, I think it actually uh, helped out the film. 
especially at the end when Michael Park's in uh, prison and he's just going through passages through the Bible and you have a cellmate like on the other side of the wall going, shut the fuck up. It's like, yeah, shut the fuck up. Um, it's a, it's a great film. Um, Kevin Pollack getting shot in the eye. Um, <laughs> it's just, you know, you, you have a great actor there and he's gone in, you know, three minutes. And, uh, you know, there's uh, that awkward pause. I mean, Kevin Smith is like on his A game with this film. And I wish there was more films that Kevin Smith would do where he's on this kind of A game. Because afterwards, you know, you get uh, Jay and Silent Bob uh, strike again or again or something like that. I watched that film. I, I couldn't even uh, get through 15 minutes of it. He needs to stay on this kind of films. He needs to stay on Tusk. He needs to stay on Red State. Just it, it, it's so weird. It, it doesn't even feel, feel like a Kevin Smith film. When, you know, you're watching Red State, it's that good. And there is just so many times when you watch a Kevin Smith film and you're just going, man, it's so amateur. It's very amateur. Red State is not. It's not. And, uh, yeah, phenomenal film. All right. I want to touch on some of the cast like you did. Uh, just a quick rundown. Markle, Michael Parks as Avon Cooper is, uh-huh. in my opinion, he's hands down. He's phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, I found out that he used to actually be a singer. He sang with Johnny Cash way back in the day when he used to do hymns and whatnot, which Kevin Smith wasn't even aware of when he cast him for this until they got to the parts where they were bringing up him playing piano and singing hymns. And the music that he sings is Literally the only music in this film. John Goodman is an absolute badass from the minute he wakes up and lights a cigarette out of bed. And I love the line where he shakes the bed a little bit, tells his wife, if you love me, you would make me coffee. <laughs> I love that. And the only uh, the only interaction that John Goodman has with another character that I love even more is with the Sheriff Winan, played by Stephen Root. Oh, yeah. The sheriff accidentally shoots that kid. Or actually, I don't even know if it would be accidentally. It was an accident. Just how he treat, yeah, how he treats him after that, like just a little kid. It's just, I absolutely loved it. Uh, you've got yeah cameos. Anna Gunn, who you would remember as Skyler from uh, Breaking Bad, has a brief cameo as the mother. Uh, like you said, Kevin Pollock. I don't even know why Kevin Pollock is in this film. Um, he didn't lend much. Like anybody could have taken over that spot, but he's in it, and it's great, and it lasted three minutes. The fact that um, it's Kevin Pollock, and <laughs> you know it's Kevin yeah, Pollock. What the hell's he doing in a Kevin yeah, Smith film? And and then he's just gone like that. It's just perfect. It's absolutely perfect. And and it's still wanna... knowing knowing that scene was coming up, and when Kevin Pollock gets shot in the eye, it still gave me a jolt. I jumped. I jumped. Oh yeah. Uh, I want to also, I, I would be remiss if I missed out Melissa Leo, who played Sarah or the mom, you know, the, the woman that lured the kids into the trailer to have sex. She was spot on. She, <laughs> she was a religious nutbag, hundred percent, totally believable. And I can't picture her in any other role. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to point, I just thought this was interesting. This movie was shot in sequence over a 25 day period on a digital red camera. And wow. it was uh, the, the digital aspect allowed him to shoot like the minute they finished principal photography, 
I think it was like the next day he already started having rough cuts of the film ready to show people. Wow. So now I, yeah, I think I he agree. was editing it as he, as, as they, they were, were filming. Yeah. yeah. Um, I agree that the ending is odd for any movie. However, Matt, like you said, the original ending that he wanted versus the ending that we got, I prefer the ending that we got. Yeah. Well, Cause yeah, I, yeah. I think what he would have done would have been so convoluted and hard to actually bring to fruition. I kind of mm. got a big giggle out of the first time I saw this with the ending with the horns, the trumpets. Uh, I kind of liked it. That seemed yeah. that part seemed like Kevin Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was his answer to this problem. And the only other problem I had with the characters that were kind of believable for the most part was that one, I think it was Travis when he gets his hands on that Armalite AR 15 and he's running through the church to escape. My wife watched this movie with me last night too. And she said it out loud as I was thinking it, why are you running? You've got a, an mm-hmm. automatic assault rifle. Stop. Turn around. Those guys that are unarmed that are running at you, you mm-hmm. shoot them. No. Then you don't have to run. No. I mean, granted, he still yeah, would have understand. probably no. died because he got no killed way. by the sheriff. No way. But if, uh, if, 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 yeah. if you're running and you're in that situation and you're a teenager and whatnot, and, and guaranteed, like if I had it, like maybe I would turn. I don't know. But in that situation... I mean, I think it's more realistic that he just keeps running, just keeps running, you know, in I don't fear. Th- I, I mean, he is. Yeah, I didn't think that fear. was realistic at all. And, I, and Why? I, I agree with you, Joe. I didn't think that was realistic at all, especially because you ran through the, 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 the church. church. He didn't turn around and run back down the hallway that he came from. He just ran right through them. Absolutely and then, not. No. Yeah, that was ridiculous. No, you, you, no, no, he's in, no, that's just showing that he's in absolute fear. That's more realistic than just turning around like John McClane and Die Hard and just like firing away. We already saw that with the, with Greg from uh, Succession. I mean, at you least think he it's was realistic. Trapped. You You think it's realistic to, instead of running back the way you came where there is no one, to run through a congregation of people who might have guns. And you've got a gun yourself, and you don't use it. That's realistic. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, maybe I, I am going to be the first you, one. I do not want you with me in a survival situation. No, no I swear to God, you're the first to die. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. In a realistic, you, Joe, no, do not give him the gun. Don't. don't <laughs> that's that's what I was about to say. In, you, don't you do not pick up a gun it. without the intention I of using it. I am saying that as a teenager. You know what, Mark. He, then did, when we escaped, he didn't even when we fire from a, a shot. He didn't even fire a shot. So how do how do you know that he doesn't even know how to fucking load or even like put you know the safety off? Just because one guy well, does, had, just because he's he in the south bl- doesn't doesn't know. Then tell you what, mean Mark, that he when knows you and I, when you and I get abducted and we're trapped in the basement of the church and we walk upon an arsenal of weapons, well, I'm not going to fucking leave that, you. No, you just hand that weapon over to me. And then we'll leave. Fine. Yeah. We'll live. You motherfucker. Don't pick up the gun if you're not going to use it. Look, look, don't, don't, right, put, don't put my fucking, you know, reality. It's like, I'm thinking like actual reality. It's like, he's a teenager. Like, you don't know if he knows how to shoot the fucking gun. He's just using it as protection. Well, it's like, maybe I know, know how to do it. But he's going, but so yeah, he's going to fucking run. Then it was absolutely that- realistic. 
then they have to give you that information in a movie. You can't assume he doesn't know how to use a gun if he has one in his hand. We can't assume that he doesn't know what a safety is unless he tries it Wait, and it doesn't and it goes won't click. fire. Oh, I'm yeah, s- and it oh, won't fire. Oh, like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to write in crayon exactly what each character has to do. Give me a break. No, no. It was absolutely phenomenal. No, we need and, to see it. Why? Assume, why? You're, you're making an assumption that the guy didn't know how to use a gun based on no evidence. I'm making an assumption. I'm, I'm making an assumption I'm making that an the assumption guy that he is does absolutely... know and he just didn't use it. <laughs> you guys are no, no, stop. So so you're gonna make an assumption that the guy just because I, he's from the, the South knows how he knows how to do an A24. No, 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 no. <laughs> and not at, no, not even close. Not even close. <laughs> Holy shit, I got heated on that one. All right. Mark, Mark, if you were in that situation and you picked up the gun, would you try firing it? Well, I would have tried to fucking pull it, you know, if they were like right on me. But I don't know how to pull, okay. do a safety thing. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't know how to take off the safety. Okay. Next time I come out to the cabin, we'll have a little lesson. Done. Um, okay, we're gonna we're gonna move <laughs> down Mark's path a little bit more. Please, let's move. 2018's uh, Gareth by Gareth Evans, uh, 2018's The Apostle. Uh, this is uh, set in 1905. A drifter on a dangerous mission to rescue his kidnapped sister tangles with a sinister religious cult on an isolated island. Mark, I, I know you were emotionally moved yet yeah. again by this film. So uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us what you think? I'm need- gonna go. I'm gonna go make a four course meal while Mark yeah. is talking. <laughs> I'm not, not, not going to go long. I'm not going to go long on this, assholes. All right, so... You send me an email when you're done. <laughs> look, look, I I watched this film, and uh, it the, there were two scenes in this film that um, I couldn't even put my feet up, you know, to block the screen. I had to actually get I watched up. this film. Should not be a part of any of your reviews, Mark. We already... If you're talking about it, we're assuming you watched this film. Fuck off, man. Okay, so um, I need some Jesus in my life after this film. <laughs> Where to start? Uh, <laughs> I look. Um, it's a great. It's a great film. Um, I only know uh, the doctor, or or not the doctor, uh, the actor Dan. Um, he was the lead, and uh, the only time I've ever recognized him before Dan was. Yeah, Dan Stevens. He's from Downton Ab- yeah. uh, Abbey. Love that. You watch show. that? Oh yeah, fucking it's it's amazing. Uh, oh, so, so good. So it good. is, it is. But you know, he decided, you know, like, hey, I want to be a little bit bigger. You know, the show's big, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna go act. And uh, was this he- the movie that he left uh, Downton Abbey to make? I don't know. I don't know. No, it couldn't have been because that was that was a few years after. Sorry, sorry. Go. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's fine. Um, you're interrupting but, Matt. No, he's fine. Uh, I know. but he's, he's a really good actor. And this is the only time I've ever seen him from down in Abbey. uh, Abby. Um, I really enjoyed the way he was hunched over the way he had a draw, uh, when he talked, when he walked it, he mm-hmm. kind of was like a hunchback. He just kind of like swayed back and forth. It was just awesome to see really really mm-hmm. good actor i want to see him in more 
And uh, obviously, you know, he's been in more films, but I'm going to watch it. Um, my problem with this film was I thought it was a little bit all over the place. Just a tiny bit. Just a tiny bit. Um, I thought they could have condensed this just a tad more. Just a tad more. But otherwise, um, the two scenes in this film got my ass up off the couch. And I started pacing as the purification scene with the drill going into the young, young oh. man's head. Mm -hmm. Holy mm -hmm. shit. That was mm -hmm. that was too much. That was too much. I loved it, mm -hmm. but that got me out. Calm down. Yeah. I sat down and then we got to another seat. And that's when he's got the hooks in his hands and it was going up and with you know, the hands are going into those like oh, not yeah. blades, mm -hmm. not blades, like the rack. Yeah. The rack. Mm -hmm. and, it's like a meat grinder. Uh, yeah, a meat yeah. grinder. A meat grinder. And you think he's going to get out of it. He's going to get out of it. He didn't get out of it. And I jumped up. I was like, he's, it, it, when his hand was going through there, and I was just like, holy fucking shit. I texted Joe. I was going, fuck you, Joe. Or I don't even know what I texted him. But I was just like, oh, my God, Joe. And it's it's I love period pieces. I love great acting. And this has everything. I just wish it was just a little bit more condensed. It didn't need to be that long. I looked at the the reviews and I think it said like a 6.3, which is crazy to think. Crazy. I mean, it doesn't need to be 6.3. This should be close to like a 7.7 .7 or something. It's a great film. It really is. Um, the supernatural. You said, "Oh my God, Joe!" By the way, I did. Um, yeah. There's. Oh, you made me lose point. <laughs> the supernaturals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Supernaturals. Uh, the supernatural stuff was a little bit uh, like hard to understand. I was getting, you know, like feed the blood to uh, the tree woman. Whatnot. I think it, you know, they could have condensed it or used some scenes to explain a little bit more of the supernatural. But otherwise, I thought it was beautifully shot. The, 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 the cinematography was beautiful. And uh, I highly recommend mm -hmm. it. I highly recommend it. Oh, and Matt, man, and, and man can uh, an assassin take some spears. Holy shit. That was a great scene. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really liked this one. This was uh, one that I had seen several times on there, and I just didn't get around to watching it because it, it just seemed like it was going to be a bit of a, a um, I don't know, dreary, <laughs> you know, uh, bleak. You bleak, know, yeah, um, and it is bleak, but it there it's not as you know, it's not like a I don't think it's like nihilistic or anything like that, but um, it's uh, it was a really strong movie. I, I agree with you, Mark, that uh, Dan Stevens is great in it, and uh, if you like, you want to see more excellent Dan Stevens in, um, performances, I highly highly recommend you watch the tv show legion uh where he plays the the uh x-men villain legion 
That's he him. Is so incredible in that. Did I you watch even, it? Yeah, yeah. Of course, I watched it. Um, I had no idea that was Dan Stevens. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he's um, he's great in it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I thought this was a really good one. I agree that the, the whole scene, uh, the cleansing scene, whoo, that was tough to watch. Uh, that was the only, re- I mean, that was the only, that I agree. That was, that was really hard to watch. I, I think it was the only scene that I really found hard to watch. Although when he was being dragged into the grinder thing that, you know, that was a, a tough scene, but, um, but I, I liked the, uh, the main oh gosh who's the main priest um oh michael sheen michael yeah. sheen yeah he's so good he's just great and uh lucy boynton who you would remember was also in a movie we watched uh the black coat's daughter she yeah. played um the she was the, so pretty as a redhead yeah, yeah um let's see uh the, and then the crazy dad who is nuts. He he was evil. It, it, it was a good movie. I, I really liked it. I agree. This thing is over two hours long. It didn't need to be that long. I think it they could have cut about 20 minutes off of this thing. Maybe even, I don't know about 30, but, it, but they probably could have cut at least 20 minutes off of this. And I think it, it would have been a much tighter movie. And, um, but it's it's brutal, you know. It's a it's a tough movie, and uh, I I can see it's definitely not. It doesn't seem like a Netflix movie to me for some reason. No. It's just so it's so bleak and so brutal. Um, but I loved it. I really liked this one. This was one one of my uh, of the new ones that I watched for the first time, which almost all these except for two were first time I. Uh, viewings for me. me uh, this was one of my favorites of the of the batch, so I, I really enjoyed it. I, I agree, though, that it it could have used some tightening. Yeah, yeah. It, I agree. And the first place I would have done some tightening was right at the beginning, where he's like boarding the boat. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I didn't really even understand that scene where he's trying to switch papers with some guy. I mean, really, just get on the boat, just go to the right. island. We, yeah. we didn't need. Yeah, uh, we didn't need mm-hmm. it to be that detailed. Um, speaking of your X-Men comment, uh, I don't know if you guys realize this or not, but the kid that uh, plays Jeremy, the actor's name is Bill Milliner. Um, he was the one that got the girl pregnant. Yeah. He was in X-Men first class. He played the young Magneto in the Nazi concentration camps Ah. with Hmm. Kevin Bacon. Remember that kid? Yeah. He like had to, to like try to move a coin across the desk or something. Anyway, uh, I thought he was decent in this. There's one little tiny mistake that they made in this film that irked me, which was they used plastic shotgun shells, which weren't invented until 1960. Uh, back then, they would have been paper. Anyway, <laughs> the, the scene in the, sh- in the sewers where Dan Stevens is trying to escape. Yeah. All of a sudden, this woman popped up out of the sewer, and I mm-hmm. didn't understand... I mean, it was a great jump scare. Don't get me wrong. I just didn't know who she was or why she was down there. Right. Yeah. And for as much as I would like this movie timeline to be reduced, I would agree that we need more of an explanation of this woman entity who they're feeding blood to, to have the land thrive. 
I like that. Yeah. It's an interesting take, especially back in 1905. I just didn't understand. They needed to kind of give us the rules a little bit earlier on, but Mm -hmm. I understand why it kind of got overlooked because they're trying to hide that element in the, in the storyline to the end as much as they possibly can and show it too early. And then it becomes more sci-fi than anything. Yeah. But um, I was also thinking what would have been, uh, you know, if this is all in our Cinescare universe, if this village was the village that kicked out the family from the uh, the movie The Witch. <laughs> <laughs> if they were all like in the same universe, I thought that would have been a neat little tie-in. So. Jesus. That, yeah. That just shows I watch too many horror films. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we're going to wrap this up with the last one. House of the Devil by Ty West from 2009. Uh, this is in 1983. A financially struggling college student, Samantha Hughes, takes a strange babysitting job that coincides with a full lunar eclipse. She slowly realizes her clients are harboring a terrifying secret, putting her life in mortal danger. And before we get into anything else, I do want to point out that this has Greta Gerwig in it. Yep. Who made Barbie, which I didn't realize that. So anyway, Matt, what did you think about The House of the Devil? I uh, I thought it was I mean I love this movie I've seen it a few times and it's I just I love 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 this movie I love the look of it I love the feel of it it's like a uh, more horror version of the look of um, the Love Witch you know um, with the you know the very seventies eighties uh, well it's eighties early eighties. You know, atmosphere and look and feel, and it's very, very authentic. It felt to me. Um, the opening credits. I love the opening credits. Love the music of the opening credits. It almost sounds like moving in stereo. The opening credit song, and I was looking for the song to see if if there's if there is a version out there of this, and there's not. It's it. It was just written for the movie, I, I believe. Uh, from what I can see, I even tried the sh- to Shazam it. I rewound it to Shazam it, and and uh, Shazam doesn't doesn't discover it. So, but it sounds very much like moving in stereo. Um, yeah, the atmosphere again. I just love this atmosphere. This is a movie that is built on atmosphere. There's not a lot that goes on in it. There's a lot of moments of the girl just walking around the house and just creepy shots and zoom ins and pull outs and and a lot of sh- uh, tracking shots and, and that sort of thing. And it's, it's very much just the atmosphere, the look and feel, the graininess of the, of the film um, is made to look like, you know, we're watching something that is literally from like 1981. Um, Tom Noonan is, so he's just creepy all the time, but he's great in this. He's, he's he so plays, tall. Yeah. Yeah. He's so tall. It's and his he's got, voice. He's, it's his voice. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got this creepy quality without trying to be creepy. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, he, he, it's, um, it's sort of like when you, when you play, uh, I had a acting, my acting coach out here, I, I had to do a scene where I was, um, playing somebody who was drunk and I was overdoing it and I knew it and I was having a tough time. And one of the notes he gave me is that drunk people are always trying to act sober. So you got to 
go from there first. You've got to be drunk and, but, but drunk people don't act drunk. They try to act like they're sober and that's where the, that's what gives them away. And, uh, and so I was like, ah, oh, but that, and that's sort of the way he is, 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 is he doesn't play creepy. He just, he, he plays it very like a normal guy, but there's in his trying to be normal. That's where the creepiness comes in because yeah. you can see him trying to be normal. Um, uh, her dancing in the house, I loved it. It was very eighties kind of style of dancing. Great right song, nope. man! Great yeah. song. Yeah, the fix. Uh, yep. One thing leads to another. Oh yeah. God, is yeah. it good? Yeah, I was uh, I was bopping to that song when you know when I was watching it. Like, yeah, um, it's. It, I I just I love this. I love the atmosphere. I loved the uh, the guy who played. I, I don't know if he's their son or or who he was. He was part of the cult that the, the one with the beard that killed Greta Gerwig's character. It was the I, son. I, okay, was um, the son. Yeah, that is AJ Bowen. Mm. And by the way, he is the he was in the Sacrament. He was the lead reporter from Vice. Oh no, shit! Same actor. Oh, yeah. both, you know, I saw both that Ty he was West in that. Films. Yeah, I saw that he was on there because when I looked him up, I saw that he played was in the sacrament, but I couldn't I couldn't figure out what part he played. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, Lena Dunham uh, played the voice of the nine one one operator. I think she she and Ty West have known each other for a long time, so she winds up in little teeny cameos in his movies quite a bit. So, um, yeah. Loved it. Mark, what'd you think? Not a good start to the film showing that that uh, whore D. Wallace is in it. Um, I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> Second note that I've taken. <laughs> oh, great. It's that whore D. Wallace. I <laughs> yeah. kid you not. Swear to God, man. That fucking whore D. Wallace, man, from Cujo. <laughs> she gets around. Dude, I tell you, she drives me crazy. Every time I see D. Wallace after Cujo, I'm going, that whore. That fucking whore. And it, it, that's the only scene she's in is at the beginning. I was just like, okay, all right. Um, I love the best friend, uh, Megan. Uh, and that was a uh, great jump scare with the cigarette lighting uh, when she parks the car after she drops off her best friend. And uh, um, the gentleman comes up and lights a cigarette. Scared me. And then the gunshot, you know great special effects whatever uh, happened to her face i don't know it, it, it was that special effects was that um it it was so good i i couldn't even tell i couldn't even tell um mark that that girl that was greta gerwig yeah yeah that wrote when, when barbie yeah. when when you were offline uh matt actually told me that and i was just like holy shit like had no idea but great actress. The pizza scene when she's just eating the pizza and just talking. Great actress. And I had no idea she was the director of Lady Bird and Barbie. Um, holy talent right there. Um, I enjoyed this film. Unfortunately, as great as this film looks and the lead actress being so charismatic, the ending doesn't pay off. Because nothing really happens until the last 10 minutes. And when the payoff happens, it's just a meh for me. Um, 
not saying that I don't appreciate, you know, the tension of like what's going to happen, you know, like the bomb underneath the seat, Hitchcock. I get that. And it was beautifully shot. I loved I loved every scene, but the payoff wasn't I think well executed. I think it just happened way too fast. It had the pulsing lights and she's like tied up and it just all happened too fast. Everything was great until the very end. It was just too compressed into a ball where you're just you're just like, what's happening? And it all happens like in 10, 13 minutes. And I, so I don't think the payoff was it just wasn't it, it just wasn't good enough for me for the build up. I think it just kind of like a balloon just letting out gas like bruh. It was just nah. So everything said, everything about this movie was great. It was just the last 10, 13 minutes to pay off. It just didn't pay off. It just didn't pay off for me. Okay. Um, I Most of what I have for notes has already been said. Uh, shot on 16 millimeter film to give it that 80s grainy look mm-hmm. uh, which i appreciated yeah. right off the bat so i'm so glad i watched the love witch before seeing this mm. so i i mean not that i was expecting it but um i i settled into the 1980s lore uh, a little bit easier and sooner than i normally would have um it, it's very nostalgic i think they did a great job yeah painting the era all the way down to the Sony Walkman with the orange headphones, which I just adore. Yeah. The cast is great. I even, I want to point out uh, Mary uh, Waranov, who played Mrs. Ullman. I, I know I've seen her in other things. I looked her up on IMDb and I can't remember what I've seen her in, but I thought she's just phenomenal. I love her in that role. Uh, she makes the perfect husband for uh for tom noonan and i love the music like i said so as the fix one thing leads to another and there was nice suspenseful music throughout most of this movie i i loved it i'm very glad this got that i picked this one yeah Uh, this is definitely one of my favorites we should have done like if we hadn't covered most of these already but just Movies that are meant to be shot in a different era and fool you entirely. So mm. like this and Love Witch. And, right. Yeah. Uh, what's the other one? The Where the teenagers have to have sex with somebody else to pass it on. It follows. Uh, uh, it follows. It follows. It follows. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. One, that one would have been another great one to put all together. Mm-hmm. There has to be mm-hmm. more. Joe, so anyway, that's it. That's the, yes. Good Joe, did did you like the ending, or was it too fast for you, or was it just like perfect for you? No, it wasn't. Uh, I don't want to say it was perfect for me. I think she had a heroic ending, but I agree. It's kind of like with the apostle, where they didn't want to dive into the details of the cult too soon, or what you know. What, they were trying mm-hmm. to hide their cards, and they just hid them a little too long. Yeah. And it does, there's an awful lot of explanation that you want to have, but it's so condensed at the end. You kind of have to, you know, suspension of disbelief to say, yeah. oh, well, I guess that's, that's her escaping from a religious cult. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, I, what are they going to do? Stop and have a Scooby Doo moment where that somebody explains everything? You know? It, it, yeah, because and you can't allude to it earlier in the film, or else right. it's going to take away the the reveal at the end. Exactly. Well, that yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not looking for a Scooby Doo like you know ending or whatnot, but I I think that they could have condensed a little bit of just sitting on the couch, you know, watching TV and just walking around looking out the window they could have condensed it a little bit and like gone into then you would have taken out the dance number and that was great no 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 Mm -hmm. keep the dance number in that that was the in my opinion one of the best scenes in the whole entire fucking movie it was it was i i thought i was watching like a uh 80s music video it was it was fantastic oh man (laughs) kim kim control Kim Cattrall, yeah. you, you, you just lulled me. No, back. it actually. You just what was that? Me back. What was the other one that we watched a couple episodes of, like Body Double? Yeah, where they were shooting the uh, porn. Yeah, yeah. it was the the dance. Yeah. Frankie relax. goes to Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. relax. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, we need more of that in films. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yes, we totally. do. A little dance, a little dance break, but they have to yeah. dance eighties style, you know that eighties, oh, yeah. whatever that. It's almost like they're running like in, in breakfast place club. or, and, yeah. and, or yeah. kicking in place and, or something. And the eighties dancing, she was nailing the eighties dancing. Just going mm-hmm. up the stairs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she was to the beat. It was, it was beautiful. I mean, I was bopping mm-hmm. to that scene. I was just like, hell yeah! And then I was waiting for something to happen, and nothing happened. And then everything happened at the last ten, thirteen minutes of i will say they i mean it's if you didn't do the research i don't know that you would realize that that was shot in 2009 no they did no. such an excellent job with it yeah 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 fantastic uh all right well i guess that wraps things up those are a, a nice uh uh five movies joe yeah well done well done joey round of applause yeah. Um, so next time is Jimmy's. If he actually is he shows here? up, <laughs> who the fuck is um, Jimmy? I know. Um, <laughs> so his, his five movies, which the three of us might be reviewing again, just ourselves, um, are as follows. And, and his, his theme is small screen spooks, TV terrors. So these are all, horror movies that were made for television. Uh, The first one is Curse of the Black Widow from 1977. And this one can be found on Amazon Prime. Um, Next is When a Stranger Calls Back from 1993. This is free on Tubi. It's on Amazon Prime and it's on Freevee. Is that a sequel? Do I need yes. to watch When a Stranger Calls first to figure uh, out what's going on? Don't know. I've not seen this one. I've only seen the first one, so I have no idea. We're gonna watch okay. whatever Jimmy tells us to. If there's a yeah, if it's a sequel, When a Stranger fuck it. Calls Back. Yeah, it is a sequel, but I don't think you have to have seen the first one. I don't know that I've seen. Oh, uh, maybe I have seen the first. One. I haven't. Well, it's a, I don't know. Yeah, it's great. I talked about it on here, but that was before we all were watching the same movie. Yeah, I probably wasn't listening. Yeah. Um, Fuck you, Joe. The third movie is Death Watch, and I think this is the movie that Jimmy like wanted to make this theme for was because of this movie. So this is Death Watch from 1980. 
It is free on Tubi. These are all films that were released on TV. They're all TV horror movies. Yep. TV horror films. Okay. Uh, the next one, number four, is The Initiation of Sarah from 1978. And that is on Pluto and Tubi. A lot of Tubi on this one. And then last is Summer of Fear, also known as that you, you might see it under the title Stranger in My House. And that is from 1978. And it's on Tubi, Plex, and a whole bunch of others. And James so. James didn't pick Sylvia from Little House on a Prairie. That son of a bitch. Well, these are yeah, TV that movies, been not Oh, movies, and, episodes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I actually, in the future, may be doing a horror episode of tele- of a TV show. Like, you know, TV shows. Like Happy Days. Yeah, yeah, had a horror episode. Jump in the shark. Oh, not Happy Days. Jump in the shark. Um, yeah, jump in the shark. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, so that might make it onto that. But different anyway, different um, strokes with the. With, I wonder if there's the a, it's a living Halloween special. <laughs> Would you say, Joe? So I wonder if there's a episode of It's a Living that had like a Halloween special. That's a great you know, show. That gem that I found with the yeah. women oh, that they're up the in a penthouse. Oh. They're all waitresses. It's such a good show. I watched like they're six nothing but so and, far. and and they're nothing but hotties. And the redhead is the hottest. Not Joe. I have not a question for you though. Blonde. Yeah, Joe. Why why isn't Moonlighting available to stream anywhere? Uh, I actually have a very good answer for that. It's because of the music rights. Hmm. Yeah, really? There's They're, a lot. Yes, they've gone into. There's oh. a lot of like R and B classics from the '60s and '70s in there that uh, always played underneath mm. most of the the show, and they are still having trouble getting the rights to all that stuff. So it's not going to air. That's so weird because you'd think they they had the rights. How would they have lost? Well, them? they 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 had the rights to air it on network television, and mm. that's it. But they don't, you know, have the rights to air it in reruns on streaming services. What's hmm. what's that one TV show? Which is kind of what the, the whole Vietnam is going the on Vietnam uh, medical thing, not Mash. Um, um, shit. Uh, fuck. Uh, it's 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 a Vietnam thing where um, there's the chick, the chick's the leader. This is no, no, it's 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 an eighties, it's an eighties fucking Vietnam thing where it's medical, and they had this um, shit. Is this gonna be our first? Fascinated to hear this. This has got to be. This has got to be our first cliffhanger episode where yeah. we end with nobody knowing what the answer to this is. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> right. Tune in well, next time and maybe we'll find out. Yeah, but in two weeks, Mark will remember the name of the TV show. <laughs> it's a medical fucking <laughs> Vietnam show. It, it was in the 80s and it had chicks and it was... Uh, well, if you're yeah, listening yeah, still yeah, and you know the answer to this question, hit us up on our Facebook page to be. and uh, tell Mark what the answer is. <laughs> China, 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 uh, China Beach, what China Beach. Saying? That's it, China Beach. You don't see that on streaming. Matt, you don't see that on Matt streaming. The answer the whole time. He did. Oh my god. He did. It was China Beach. <laughs> That's what it was. He held up the show all this time for fucking China Train, Beach. Yeah. Well, well, God, they're, not, they're not doing, you know, you can't see that on streaming. 
because of all the songs for good reason yeah (laughs) oh yeah here we go here we go come on come on oh yes my name is superman mark this is citizen scare we're going out like a deer running through the forest Getting hit by trees or cars. Getting hit. That's not a rapper. Or cars. (laughs) I ain't a rapper. Is there an echo? (laughs) (sighs) Well, why do we do this show? I know. Why did you invite me on this Uh, show? It's because it's fun. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that's it for this week. So go to www.cinescarehorror.com and check out our merchandise, please. Uh, Joe, Joe worked hard to design these, these shirts. Why don't you go buy one? Yeah, you should do it out of pity. Yeah. Yeah, Out of pity. Uh, and, uh, and then in less than two months now, uh, Mark and I will be at or H 45, I guess Halloween 45 in Pasadena, the, the Halloween, uh, John Carpenter's Halloween, uh, convention for, uh, celebrating the movie. I, I suddenly can't talk anymore. Um, and we will be there at a booth and we might have Vincent Vasanti with us. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Maybe. What about James? Uh, not, after, not if he listens to this it, show. And maybe James. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe James. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? Cut us off. Yeah. Uh, and we also have a little project that we'll be doing. We'll be talking about probably in a couple of weeks, a little bit more as we solidify it. So, uh, stay tuned for that. So, all right. Well, I guess we'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. Good night. Fuck off, man.